I only like their old stuff featuring J-Ho Groove and the lovely Just One Miss. We're the Oatmeal Conspiracy and this is the show that answers the question, is it hype or is it hate? We're going to leave you now and hand it over to J-Ho and Groove. Take it away, boys. Here we go. And we're recording. What? What's up? I just went to my local GameStop and asked them if they had the new Xbox 360 controller. Not that I was going to buy one, but I wanted to take a look at it. Uh, and the guy's response was, uh, what? <laughs> Seriously? Why do these people at these video game stores either know way too fucking much or nothing at all? It was as if I asked him if they carried video games. I mean, seriously, what What the fuck? They didn't know about that new controller? Don't they want to, like, try to get every last penny we have? Uh, just irritating. Anyway, that's my rant for the week. Later. So I'm starting hey, to think that maybe... Maybe you just started leaving me rants on voicemails because you know I'm going to play them on air. No, nah, I really didn't didn't mean for you to i didn't think that one was going to be a rant until about a quarter of the way through it i thought i was just gonna like leave you a little short message about it and then i got fired up well it's it's, it's a little nerd rage there but yeah absurd that they wouldn't have that nerd rage is right yeah it's not like i went in there and asked for some obscure japanese import game Ask for a controller, a very expensive controller that they ought to know about. Well, it's just as expensive as all the other controllers. No, it's more. No. Yeah, it is. No. That thing is seventy dollars. No, it's sixty. Well, a regular controller is fifty, so it's more expensive. No, it's sixty. You're wrong. You're wrong. Let's not argue about. Video I game just, hardware. I, I just bought two controllers. Well, you got ripped off. No, I didn't. Because even if you if you're right, then I paid the same for both of them, right in between the two. That doesn't make any sense at all. It makes what perfect sense. You just sense. said does not make any sense. Welcome to episode sixty-two of I only like their old stuff. Uh, video game nerds. We don't make sense. Yeah. Nerd rage. Nerd rage. Yeah, that's the name of this episode. Uh, I'm J-Ho. Groove's here, as always. Don't. What? You don't have to fucking... You know, if, if you don't have to... You're not forced to introduce me as your sidekick. I'm not. You're not my sidekick. Groove's here, and he's the star of the show. Equal. And here's Miss, too. Miss Look, is here I today. Equality. No, you won't. You don't. You want me to yeah. kiss the ring. No. You mean to kiss your ring? Well, I don't know. No. Equality, that's all I want. No. You as bad e- as LeBron bumping me on the way back to the bench. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's what you are. No, no. It's all about you. Do you see? Do you follow LeBron James Ego on Twitter? Yeah, I do. That's a Did great one. A tweet today? Which one? It's okay, me and the guy with the tie made up once we realize I'm awesome at everything and he's horrible at everything. <laughs> Always and forever, yeah. 
forever. Is Fulstrom getting fired yet? Say what? Did he get fired? You sound like you're. Uh, so you sound like you're auto tuned right now. <laughs> Blame it on that. <laughs> <laughs> right when you did that, it stopped being out of team. Did Did Spolstra get fired? No, no. Uh, yeah. They're just they they haven't quite humiliated him yet. So yeah, they, they're going to humiliate him first and then throw him under the bus, mm. and then back up and dump the uh, the the bus's bathroom on him. Well. Okay. Thank God. How about this? Let's think about this. Thank God we wound up not being able to get tickets for the Bobcats Heat game and got tickets for the Bobcats Celtics game. Yeah, I know. That, that would have uh, been, yeah. Uh, talk about buyer's remorse if we got Heat tickets. Yeah, I mean, if the, the Heat might get better, and they probably will, but right now they are just, I've watched a couple of the games, and they're just they're terrible. Be by December 10th. They're, no. They're they're bad. They're really horrible. <laughs> they they're just are. they're really bad. <laughs> they are. They're well, boring. They're well, they're good enough to beat bad teams, but they're not good enough to beat good teams. Well, they damn well should beat bad teams. It should just with that through those three guys. I mean, I know that they it would take a while to get the chemistry going, but it's starting to be like, well, when's this going to happen? Yeah, a couple years. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Do you know. agree with uh, what Dan Levitard has to say about it? What's he got to say? He says that if if in a year from now, if there's still a 500 team, yeah, that the thing to do would be to get rid of Dwayne Wade instead of Chris Bosh because Dwayne Wade does everything LeBron does, only he's older and is not going to be doing it as well as LeBron. He's not that much older than LeBron, though. But he's, he doesn't do what he, LeBron does as good as LeBron. Yeah, but man, he. I mean, but his heresy, but he's got a point. He carried that team last year by himself. He basically went to the playoffs by himself last year. That's why I'm so surprised that they haven't done better. Because Dwayne Wade carried that team last year. The other guys on his show, because I actually listened to his show. Yeah, I I haven't been listening to it, but I I like. I'm all right with Dan Lebertard. I like it when he's on PTI. He came on the BS report for today's episode or yesterday's episode, but. Yeah. now that I got that Stitcher app, yeah. uh, I was listening to Dan Levitard's show on the way home from Thanksgiving, and um, excuse me, Thanksgiving, yeah. and, uh, and I was listening to him. He had some other people on the show, and the other guys on the show were like, if Dwayne Wade got in a freak accident, lost both of his arms, the only way he could dribble was by using his head, you still keep Dwayne Wade. Yeah, I think so too. The thing is, who's got the ring? <laughs> who's got a ring? Yeah. Dwayne Wade never gets any respect, and that dude is phenomenal. Well, he hasn't been playing phenomenal. Well, he's not. I, that's why I like it's, it, he he has been really down since them other dudes got to town. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but anyway, that's our heat talk for the night. Thank God, we got we knocked a couple things out there. Heat talk, NBA talk, yeah, and Bill Simmons reference. So, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I was talking before the show about how we should call an Adam Carolla show because he's taping right now. So there's our Adam Carolla reference to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you listen to the, did you wind up getting around to the one with him and Dr. Drew? Uh, No, I haven't listened to the newest one. Well, they they were taking a couple calls and one guy called in and said that, you know, that they inspired him and he's going back to school and he's going to become a psychologist and Dr. Drew interrupts him and he's like, listen, I'm... I know this is going to sound like sour grapes, but I'm not a doc. Uh, you know, I'm not a psychologist. I'm a physician. Yeah. And he goes off this rant about how like it's cool that people have said that you know they've inspired them or they've you know really made an impact on their life and stuff. But yeah. it really kind of gets on our nerves how people say, well, they want to go into like sex therapy or you know be a, a drug consultant or something like that you know like a whatever a therapist of some type and they totally like they hung up on the guy like the guy didn't even get to say why he was calling in he just straight up said that they interrupted him and the guy was never heard from again yeah that's crazy they they uh that's one of the uh the downsides of that show is that they do like they'll get off on a rant and then they won't get back to what they were talking about and be about so. yeah but well, I'll check it out that's old. That's old. Um, we don't really have a number one fan or number one hater this week. Yeah. Um, so insert yourself. You can tell your friends you were number one fan or number one hater, depending on. Yeah, it's like that thing where you stick your face in the in the mural and get your picture taken. In the plywood cutout. Yeah, that you see you climbing a mountain or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you hitting a home run in a baseball game. Your face there. yeah uh yeah so what else what else we got to talk about group um miss you're still here right uh-huh. she's just bored <clears throat> well i guess we'll just talk about the only two things we can weigh in on because the other things you already mixed yeah i remember no, the first one is the nba jam weigh-in last last That's last podcast out, we right? recorded two weeks ago i was about to play for the first time yeah and, uh, well, what's your uh, verdict on it? My verdict is if you know anybody that has an Xbox 360 or if you yourself own one, that's the number one Christmas gift. Yeah. That's, okay. that's going to be the gift that keeps on giving. Get NBA Jam. It's great. It's so good. I mean, it's, it's a remake of the old game, and it, it keeps all the good stuff and updates the player rosters, and it's got better graphics, but they don't mess around with the formula. It's just good. It's a lot of fun. We've been playing it with lots of our friends online, and it's just crazy. So I took uh, I took my copy uh, home with me for Thanksgiving because my nephew was there, and he's 16. He doesn't really have any anybody to hang out with in the house when I'm not there. You know yeah. what I mean? And um, and Mackenzie had been playing it with me yeah. when we were here in Raleigh, and then we go to Knoxville, and I took enough controllers. You know, I took my two. My nephew brought his Xbox and two of his controllers. So, you know, the day day after Thanksgiving, we're sitting around playing it, and uh, Mackenzie and I are on the same team playing against Garrett. Yeah, because <clears throat> she's the best at the game. Yeah, and I'm the worst at the game. And um, so Garrett was getting an opportunity to play with the AI because you're definitely better with the AI than you are with a real life, you yeah, know, right, teammate. Yeah. 
And I made a little comment about like, it was kind of a joke, you know, because it's a basketball and you got to say it at some time or another of, you know, that she was being a ball hog. Yeah. <laughs> it, it One joke made and then she, she fired back and then I fired back. And before you know it, we are in a straight up knockdown drag out fight. Yeah. To the point where she says, and my family's there. I mean, we were, this is in front of the family. She goes, I'm never playing a video game with you ever again. (laughs) (laughs) We just, that's it. That's just it. This is, we keep trying to do this. It never works. I'm never playing a game with you ever again. You are not fun to play with. You do not play well with others. You are not a team sport kind of. (laughs) And that's the beauty of NBA Jam. That's how it always was. As you played with your buddies until you got in a fight. That's what you did. <laughs> Somebody was pulling some bullshit, and the game, the game sets it up to pull some bullshit. And the, the game is a catalyst for some bullshit. Yeah, and it and it sets it up to talk shit to each other. I mean, it really yeah. does. It's just like, I mean, I turned into an animal the other night, didn't I? <laughs> I was ashamed after I got off that I had that I had talked to you and your wife that way. Yeah. I was putting Ray Allen in the corner and just draining threes, and the whole time going, "Oh, what I tell you about not cover me when I'm Ray Allen?" Yeah, because the thing is, like, I mean, the game is set up to facilitate dunks. Yeah, and here you go, and you grab the one motherfucker that shoots threes, and you just run it halfway down the court and jump and well, shoot a three. That's All how get to the basket and try to block the dunk. That's my strategy. That's how I played the original. I would get John Stockton, put him in the corner, and drain threes. <laughs> It's so shitty. It's such a shitty cherry picking way to play. Oh bullshit! Whatever, it's effective. Don't get angry. Yeah, oh, don't, don't come to his defense. He doesn't need anybody to defend. Hey, that's him. how I used to play back in the day, and this oh, is when me and my ex were dating. And he would get so mad at me because I was winning all the time and just shooting threes. And he's like, "Look, I'm over here dunking and blah blah blah, and you're just shooting threes. I'm like, "Yes, but I'm the one that's winning, not you." You, well, you yeah, know, there you go, Miss. That's you're on my side. See, I didn't even know that you were playing NBA Jam back in the day. You need to get. You, Mikey's got the Xbox, right? He has here. He has a Wii. Oh, uh, okay. Well, well you can my, get it for the you, Wii, but you need to get to you need to get that Xbox so you can play with us. My nephew got hit to the strategy. He started picking the Celtics. He'd get he'd get uh, Kevin Garnett as his AI player, and he'd be Ray Allen. Mm-hmm. Just fight. Raining threes, it was so shitty. And of course, you know, so I'm like, well, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna fight fire with fire, right? But McKenzie wants to be LeBron, naturally, right? And so, and I can't, I can't shoot threes with, you know, Wade, much yeah. less Chris Bosh, Avatar. And so I try, I pick a different team. I pick the Phoenix Suns, so I can be Steve Nash. Yeah. And uh, I don't even know who that is. They got him as the other teammate, and. And the kid, I mean, that was part of, uh, it just got real bad. How, how did Garrett figure that out? Did you tell him that was my strategy and he borrowed it? It's, I told him that was your strategy and that, you know, it was like a shitty strategy, but it, you know, so whatever. So you made a mistake of like, telling him that. Yeah. He, well, he was like, oh, pull one over on my uncle here. I can, you know, he's really good. Well, what was he playing? I figured he would want to be the Spurs. No. Well, he, the first game out, he played as the Spurs. Yeah. And then he was like, team. that's old. Yeah. <laughs> that's about <laughs> Duncan. And, uh. Um, well, you got to get David Robinson unlocked. David Robinson and Tim Duncan together. That's a, that's, that's my other go to team. 
Well, we were we were playing and not saving it every time. Yeah, that's a. Uh... Yeah, we unlocked Robinson once or twice, but as soon as we turned the Xbox off, it was gone. Oh, really? Yeah, because uh, we weren't save saving it. it. You gotta save it because Dave Robinson's one of the best in the game. We don't have to save it. It was his Xbox. It was just for Thanksgiving. Oh, okay, I got you. But uh, yeah, it, it leads to some uh, tense situations. Yeah, no, she I mean, found out she threw the fucking controller down. Went to the other side of the room, and so my dad swoops in and uh, starts talking to her. Yeah. And starts, like, you know, talking to her, talking to her. And yeah. so about 20 minutes after that, she's like, all right, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how it is with NBA Jam. You, friendships get pushed to the brink. Relationships get pushed to the brink. And then you, you work it out because you want to play against. Yeah. Well, I mean – all said and done, if McKenzie and I can survive NBA Jam, there's not a lot that's going to come between us. That's right, man. It's true. What did, <laughs> hey, Miss, when you play, do you remember who you played as? I always, um, I was always the Bulls. The Bulls, yeah. Yep. They were good, but of course Jordan wouldn't allow his likeness to be portrayed in it. So yeah, it was... but, um, I, what was his name? The crazy one. He was on the Bulls. Oh, uh, Rodman. It was Rodman Pippen yeah, and Kukoc. coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rod- yes. Oh, yeah. He would get pissed if I would pick the Bulls before he got a chance to. Yeah. Uh, Rodman is awesome at the rebounds, and then Pippen, you know, of course. So. Isn't that how you unlock Rodman? Is no, you unlock Rodman with completing ten successful shoves. Yeah, the worm, yeah. baby. Greatest rebounder in the history of the game. Yeah. Um, well, also the greatest so- hair. So NBA Jam, I would put as the number one gift for anybody you know that plays video games. Yeah, it's just a great game that anybody can really play it. Yeah. Even if you're not any good at it, you can play it and have a good time. Just goofing around. And and here's, I know we're not doing the holiday shopping suggestions because we're going to try to actually beef that up and, and do something good with yeah. that in the next week or whatever, but... I will say that um, I've got this, and it's not my idea. It's not my idea. I'm going to say that right now. You probably already know whose idea it is, but um, I'm going to do this for my nieces and for my nephew uh, for Christmas this year, and they don't listen to the show, so I can say it. Yeah. But I want to say it before I forget it because I don't want to. I don't want to forget it and then it not be on the shopping suggestions. But this guy, um, Jeff Green who we've talked about on the show, whatever. He's a guy that we follow, whatever. He, uh, <clears throat> for his daughter's birthday, he bought her 25 albums to help her get her through her teenage years. Oh, yeah. So we're going to get, we're gonna, I don't think we're going to get 25 albums, but uh, for my nephew, I'm going to get him for Christmas. My sister and my wife and I are going to go 10 or 20 albums he should listen to before he goes to college. Yeah. And for my nieces, since they just got to high school, we're going to do 10 or 20 albums to get them through high school. Yeah. So if you got any, uh, you know, youngins that you're shopping for, maybe doing something like that would be a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, that that is a good idea. I think it is. I mean, yeah. it's a way to impose your will on somebody else and wrap it <laughs> Well, <laughs> I had, like, I didn't know – I was all over the place in high school with my music. When I got to college, I like, it's funny, like the first month of college, I bought like 10 albums that still like influenced me at that time. And anytime I listen to those like 10 albums, I always get think about that time. Mm-hmm. And it was albums that sort of were like transitioned me into thinking for myself and 
you know. This is a good segue because one of those albums just got re-released, didn't it? Yes, it did. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and sell me on it? Because I didn't take your recommendation yet because I had just gotten a different CD that was one of your recommendations, which we'll get to after we talk about this one. Yeah, so they just, uh, Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails fame, just remastered his first album, Pretty Hate Machine, which has, uh, those of you who might just casually follow Nine Inch, follow Nine Inch Nails, it has head like a hole on it, bow down before the one you serve, you're going to get what you deserve, you know that song. Um, but yep. it's a great album, um, and it was out of print for a long time, and he just remastered it like he's remastered a lot of his other CDs to make the sound better and everything. And it's amazing. Like I've been listening to it with the headphones on, and it really is a great remastering job because there's sounds in there that I never heard before. It's better balanced, and it's just a great album. The album cover is like really cool, the artwork. Nine Inch Nails is the only band anymore, and they're not really a band, but the only musical act anymore that I actually buy the physical CD for. I always yeah. buy everything that he does because he does cool packaging and I just like, I don't know. I like the he way that he does this stuff. I love his package, yeah. Yeah. But cool. uh, yeah, Pretty Hate Machine, it's one of those albums that was just, it's full of like, just like unbridled just rage, you know, just like, just angst. And when I was in college and kind of, you know, learning to, to be on my own and everything, it was just one of those albums that just really influenced me. I still have fond memories of then. And, uh, I don't know, go get it. Pretty hate machine. That may be on the list of, uh, albums to get my nephew. I mean, there's not, I don't know. And, and I'll pose this to you because it's been coming up it came up in one of my literature classes. It just came up on this um, TV show I was watching, the idea of, <clears throat> you know, dangerous people. Yeah. And when I, I remember when Nine Inch Nails first came on the scene, I was considerably younger, and I remember them being framed as dangerous yeah. to me. And that that music was dangerous, and if you got into it, you know, it was just simply dangerous, you know, and... um and I was just watching a recap of um, the 1990s Saturday Night Live. It was yeah. like on VH1, and I was waiting on, to go out to this birthday party over the weekend. And it was actually Craig's birthday party. Awesome. Um, and they were talking about the 90s and SNL and the, saying that um, Norm MacDonald was like the last. It was Tina Fey that said that Norm MacDonald was the last dangerous Saturday Night Live cast member because you didn't really know what was going to go on and yeah. he was really kind of doing it for himself more than anybody else. He wound up getting fired, you know? And um, and now that I think about it, I mean, I feel like Garrett, you know, needs to have something that's dangerous like that, you know? that Like, I don't think he has. You know, I don't think there's too much of that being produced or at least popularized today. Yeah, I mean, you can make the case for some rappers, I guess, but this dangerous kind of in a different way with that. It's a little bit, I don't know. So it's, it just depends, you know. Well, I see. I, yeah, I mean, people would maybe frame some some rappers dangerous more in a cultural sense, but like the danger that was posed by Nine Inch Nails, etc. At all, yeah, was like danger that you might go out and just fucking hurt somebody. Yeah, you know, the, I think that the danger that people ha think about when they think about rap is like, oh, well, 
you know, it's just like that white fear, you know? Right. Well, it's sort of the gun violence in the streets and the, you know, the, the sort of like, I don't know, I think it's kind of intangible, or, you know, tangible sort of fears of like crime and, you know, things that they're talking about. But like an album like Pretty Hate Machine is this sort of intangible, like it's just kind of scary. Not, you can't really pinpoint why. It's not like he's saying go get a gun and go shoot somebody or something, you know? I don't mm-hmm. know. But, yeah, it's one of those albums that I got it, and I was real scared to listen to it. Yeah. You know, I told you I was scared of Public Enemy when they were real popular. Yeah. Cause, and it's the same sort of feeling as as Public Enemy gave me. of just like this, I don't know if I should like this. I don't know if it's okay for me to like this. But once I kind of got into it, I was just like, man, this is awesome. And, you know, Trent Reznor's matured over the years and become like an awesome producer. You know, that really, I really respect his work a lot, but that's a great album. I mean, I don't know how, like, uh, how sort of questionable content you're going, because it does have some pretty questionable content on that CD, but. Yeah, but he's almost a fucking adult. Well, I, I think it's great. I think you should have, uh, one of the guys that, like, one of the guys that was older than me when I was still in high school that came back, it was like, oh, one, he gave me like a list of albums that were you had to have if you're in college, and one of them was uh, the Downward Spiral by Nine Inch Nails. But I would make more of the case for Pretty Hate Machine. Downward Spiral was my first one. Yeah, of theirs. Yeah. But, well, so. it, it's just it's it's good, but yeah, that would that would be an album. I, I would definitely say that's a good album to get him for sure. Yeah, um, well, that's my only idea. So far for holiday shopping is NBA Jam. And if you have anybody that is younger that you think you would like to impart some musical wisdom to, maybe you do that. Or maybe you do it with movies or whatever, or books. You know, when I turned 16, uh, my stepmom wrote a letter to everybody that was influential in my life and said, you know, give David one or two books that was really huge in your life and write a note on the inside of the book of why it meant so much to you. And I got a, a footlocker full of books. Maybe somebody else does that. Yeah. How many of those have you read? Um, I'd say I got a hundred books. I've probably read 30 of them. That's not too bad. It's not too bad. Some of them, um, a lot of them were like stuff that I'm sure I'll appreciate when I get to this point in my life or a little bit older. And as of now, I'm not really, reading stuff that I'm not required to read. So it's something to come back to later. I mean, why not take my time with it, you know? The first one I got, though, I I made sure to grab the biggest, fattest fucking book in there because I was going to prove a point, you yeah. know, like, I'm going to read this book. I've never read a book this for long before in my life. And it turned out to be the book I gave my nephew when he turned... Well, he got it when he was 13. Anyways, whatever. We don't, this is like a love story to my nephew. I don't need to be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's awesome. He is pretty Memphis, awesome. Uh, Memphis just beat Los Angeles. Did they? Yes. Los Angeles just got beat by the Pacers, too. The Pacers must be secretly good because they've beat a couple <laughs> people by a lot. No, so you're buying into that ideology that, that Miami should be good. And you're thinking, well, they beat the Miami and they beat the, the Lakers. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm only saying that because I thought the exact same thing. And I said, wait a second. Yeah, wait a second. The Heat are terrible. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, the next album that we uh, should weigh in on is uh, that new Kanye. Yeah, my dark, 
Twisted Fantasy, is that what it's called? Have you listened to it, Miss? No, I haven't yet. Are you, where are you at in relation to Kanye West? Me? Yeah. Do you hate um, him? Like him? Are you no. lukewarm? No, I, like, all of his, uh, crazy behavior, I really don't give a crap about any of that. Um, I like his music. I mean, my son likes it for whatever reason. It's one of his favorite artists, so we listen to it a lot. I just haven't heard the new album yet. Yeah. Yeah, have you owned any of his albums? Yeah. Which I have, one? um I didn't I I don't what the hell they call, I don't know their names of them, but I have the ones um that like most of the you know, mainstream stuff came off of and the newer stuff and like that's it. I haven't I haven't downloaded the new one yet. Okay. Don't ask me what their names are, but we well, listen to them in the car a lot. Yeah, so, like, context for me, really, like, you got me turned on to Kanye West originally, Crew. Wow. Yeah, I'm willing this, to concede that. This is coming from the guy who doesn't take any of my recommendations. Oh, my God, let's not get into that. That's just some... Just, true, that's some, it's true. That's some whining there that we don't need it's to get into. It's not whining, it's it just is. reality, that's all it, it is. It is not. But you got me hyped on it one summer at camp, the first album. And I really liked it a lot. Now, before that, I was kind of like, eh, because I didn't like, I don't like his sped up samples stuff that he did. It's a lot of, he did most of that as early in his career. He doesn't do as much of it now, where he just takes an old soul song and speeds it up real fast. The thing that irritated me about that is like playing records and like, you know, everything with being a DJ is like pitch and tone. And it sort of violates the rules to like speed it up to the point where it sounds like something different, you know? Yeah. So it always just like grated on my nerves for some reason. But I got that first album, really liked it. Liked about half of his second album. It seems like his first album and second album came out pretty close together. Um, and then yeah. I did not feel any need to get any of his other albums. And I transitioned from sort of appreciating that he caused trouble and ran his mouth a lot to really tiring of him. And wishing he would go away, which, you know, came to a climax with his little Taylor Swift thing, which, you know, I think, I think this, a lot of people feel the same way about him as I do, or I did, that I was just kind of tired of it, you know? Yeah. Tired of his mouth, tired of how unique he was, and tired of how much of a, you know, he had to be himself. There's only so much of you being yourself that I can take before I'm like, please go be yourself somewhere else where I don't have to see you be yourself. And, um, yeah, I was just ready to write him off. I didn't really care to hear anything else. I did, I did not like any of his live performances I had seen of any of his newer stuff. And even on this brand new stuff, I didn't like any of his live performances. You still there, Greg? Yeah, I'm listening. Um, but I've been hearing everybody all over Twitter is like, this is the greatest album ever made and all this stuff, you know, just like just giving him props all over the place. A lot of it was reluctant props too, you know, which kind of like made me go, Hmm, maybe I should give this a shot. So I got it. They had it on Amazon for like four bucks. Can't beat that. Another one of those Amazon deals. And for me, man, I think it's the greatest thing he's ever done. It's a great album. Yeah. So I, I bought college dropout, late registration and graduation. Yeah. And I didn't buy 808s and Heartbreak, and I think it was because of all the bullshit that was going on. And I, Burnout. I just, you were burnt out on him. 
It wasn't. I, I, partially, it was burnt out on him, but it was also like I wasn't into auto tune. That was a real big auto tune album. I wasn't into that. I, I wasn't listening to a lot of hip hop at all. Yeah, at that time, and so, and I also saw like a um, storytellers where it was him doing that album and like telling the story of the album and that kind of stuff. And this is when he had his mohawk and his, you know, his glasses, you know, the shady, like the shutter shades. Yeah. The shutter shades. I wanted to say the Venetian shade sunglasses, whatever the snooky glasses. <laughs> and, uh, and so I just didn't get it. And then, and then this comes out and, um, it was it was a lot of the reluctant props that I was hearing from everybody. First of all, Rolling Stone gave it five stars, and that doesn't carry much weight with me at all. I, you know, I don't really invest much in what Rolling Stone has to say about anything. But the fact that they gave it five stars, I can't remember the last five star rating that they gave to anybody, and um, and that's what started it. And then I saw the Saturday Night Live where he was the musical guest. And, and I was just talking about this with... Um, the one where he stole Cisco's red leather suit? Yes, the, he stole Cisco's song. red leather yeah. suit. But he did the... I You know, I've watched a lot of Saturday Night Live. I've been watching it all my life. And I've never seen anybody, any musical artist, transform this stage the way that he did. I mean, it was overexposed. It was all white. All you could see was what it seemed like what he wanted you to see. And... I thought that it was really powerful, and I'm not ashamed to say it. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was really cool. It was impressive, and it was and it made me like focus on what I believe he wanted me to focus on. You know, which wasn't just like I get distracted by all the other stuff on that stage, and I hate that stage. I, I hate that train station stage. I don't know why. I just like yeah. I and I also usually don't like the musical performances, even of the people that I like. Yeah, I'm the same way. I kind of just want them to end, usually. Yeah, I want to get back to the the, the fun stuff. And so the fact that, like, most everybody that goes on there to perform a song drops in my book from their performance, his stock actually rose. And, And then you come around and you say, yeah, this is the best album of his that I've listened to. And for me, like, as much hate as Kanye will receive ever i don't think anybody can change my opinion of the college dropout i think it's an awesome album and so so i went and got it because i was driving home you know i mean i had a six hour drive in the car and and so i went out and got it that morning so i could listen to it on the drive home and i really do like it i think it's pretty good yeah the Uh, funny thing about the album is like the juxtaposition of him being you know he says that he was really depressed it really hurt him how everybody kind of turned on him and you know all the internet memes and making fun of him it, it hurt his feelings which you you know you you would think it would even but you wouldn't think someone like him would admit to that yeah but it really hurt his feelings did you, what did you see that day that he like threw up all over twitter and like went on for like a good maybe two and a half hours about how he was sorry about how he treated Taylor and how she wouldn't accept like his apology and how he, you know, he didn't want let, you know, the industry to treat each other like that, even though he was the one who was like perpetrating it and how everyone should be treating each other better and how he wants to like turn everything around. I did not see that a couple months back. It was like in September. Groove probably saw. I did not see that, but I heard of it. But I didn't really 
put much stock in it because I was still like, eh, I'm not even going to pay attention to him anymore, you know? But, like, he reinforces that message on this album. But the funny thing is, is he juxtaposes, like, I'm really sorry with, I'm pre- I'm really sorry, but I really am awesome. <laughs> and I hope you'll realize again that I'm awesome. I mean, I really apologize for what I did and the way I've acted, but here you go, I'm awesome, and let's get back to realizing I'm awesome, you know? And it's not yeah. like, you don't come away going, oh, he's a jerk. You come away going, he's really confident, he believes in his stuff, and he's backing it up with the production and everything, you know? That's what I was going to say. I mean, because he does, in my opinion with this, with the production of the album, I think he does back it up. Oh, yeah, I he's mean- like, uh, it's, it's sort of like, please let me back in your life, everyone. Uh, I'm sorry. I, you know, the, I can't, you know, I'm not, I'm sorry for being who I am, but this is how it is. I may do that again, but I'm really sorry and please forgive me in advance. And like, especially that song Runaway, there's just this sort of honesty to it that like he just sort of like, some of it's really funny. Uh, like he talks about texting, you know, inappropriate pictures to some girl and his girlfriend finding out about it. And it's all this stuff that just makes, you know, you wouldn't think he would admit to. He's not bragging about it. Yeah. He's sort of like, look at how t- horrible I am. And I'm sorry, but it's just the way it was or what. I don't really know how to explain it, but I sort of like, it made him sort of endearing to me once again. And there's been other times where he pulled some stunts, and I thought it was pretty endearing. And then, yeah, wore out his welcome. But I don't know. I just some of the lyrics are just really, really just honest and like brutally honest and, and harsh on himself, but not in a not in a woe is me way. Just sort of like here it is. Here's how I felt during this time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, think that isn't yeah. that what music's supposed to be about. Um, yeah, I mean, you would hope that real expression is like you know. I, I mean, anything artistic is like. I think it's always its best when you're when you're being honest. The um, I mean, because sure, you could say that's what that's what music's supposed to be about. But a lot of hip hop is just it's just boasting. You know, it's like the look how hard I am boast, look how much money I've made boast, and and look how much sex I can have boast. Or, you know, when it transcends, which is like, this is what my life is like, and this is what it was like for me growing up, and like, let me take you there, you know, which is usually the type of hip-hop that, you know, like a lot of people listen to and gets gets people a lot of respect, you know? And and yet, that, that's not exactly what he's doing on all the songs on this album, you know? That like, some of the songs on this album is the type of stuff that you don't, that I don't hear that much from a lot of people of like uh, what I was thinking about was that like, there's a lot of people in hip hop that come from a space of like, you know, in, in a rough life, a rough upbringing. And and they talk about that, but once they get famous and popular and rich, it's spends a lot of time talking about how famous and popular and rich they are. But, but here we've got a guy that's talking about like, he's still talking about life and like mistakes that he's yeah. making and like insecurities that he's feeling that I don't hear about from too many other people. Does that make sense? Yeah. That wasn't a well formulated thought. Well, the the other thing you get from, from hip hop is, uh, Oh, my first album is all about my life and it's true about my life and how hard it was and how I'm from the streets and how I did all this bad stuff. 
And then I'm going to keep doing that for about eight albums, even though my life is no longer that way and I'm no longer living in the streets. You know what I mean? It's sort of like recycling old ideas. You know, you get to a point where you're like, yeah, Jay-Z was doing it for a long time. He's kind of gotten away from that where he's just like boasting about how hard his life was. Well, your life isn't hard anymore. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, or so, about the fact that he owns a vodka company. Right, but you can you can tell me about your life now without just saying, look how many cars I got, you know? You can tell me stories about what you've seen and how you feel about it. there's only so many of those kind of albums you can put out. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I think... I think, I mean, you can only entertain, only entertain storyline, how, you know, you came from the streets, blah, 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 and, and then what? You're ending the same song over and over again. Yeah, well, I think that's why a lot of rappers retire early. I mean, reti- I say retire because they always come back, but I think that's why. I think they run out of ideas. But what I'm, I'm saying is, is like, what I get from this album, uh, now I'm only on my, you know, second listen through, or third listen through, you know, I've started to kind of skip around a little bit, but I, I, I don't have that. I'm engaged in what he's got to say for... You know the majority of these tracks. Well, he's and, telling stories about. I think hip hop is is at its best when it is a time capsule of the time. You know, like I really think that that's the strength of hip hop. Is like it it checks things in popular society. It, it makes references to things that are happening now. And when people tell stories that are real stories, that aren't just like, oh, look at how many cars I got. And he's doing that. He's telling stories about what this past year has been like for him, you know? It's not all about that, but there's this sort of thread running through it all. Like, here's some stuff I've been going through, and here's some thoughts I've had, you know? Yeah. You can really tell that, like, because he was pushed to the to the outside, like, pushed, made to be alone in a way, you know, sort of alienated, that he went into his cave and sort of reflected on all that and wrote it down. Yeah. You know, God, we are all on his dick. Uh, well, everybody is, you know, but it's true. And and almost his, like, like he, he push a T is on it a lot from Clips, which yeah. Clips is rising a lot in my book. I never really paid much attention to them before, but I'm really kind of starting to get into them, which I know I'm really late to the game, but I think a lot of people are on them. Yet another recommendation from Groove to Jigga that he disregarded. No, I don't remember you recommending Clips. but I've been on that Clips bandwagon since their first album. Well, you probably only like their old stuff. Well, they've only got old stuff. They've only got yeah. two albums. Well, Pusha T. Not solo album, but... Kanye is pushing Pusha T. And I read some of the stuff about the writing process, about how much, like, how he pushed him to, like, write better lyrics and everything. Because he was like, this is... Yeah, the quality on this album is going to be a lot better than that, and I, it well, really is. Some of his, some of Pusha T's parts are better than Kanye's parts, I think. Well, I mean, you need to check out Good Fridays. The good as in, uh, it's like an acronym. So you got periods in between all those letters. Yeah, I saw that a video with all those guys. That's with like the supergroup thing, right? Yeah, but like it was like for a couple months there, like every Friday there was a new song. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of good music coming yeah. out of Good Fridays. So I would check it out if I were you. I don't know the whole story behind it. Didn't investigate it that much because this, once again, was in the lead up to the release of this album. Yeah. You know, where I'm still just kind of like, 
not it, it didn't you know it wasn't high enough on my list to take enough of my time to research it but but it's um i mean i i don't know yeah it's it's, it's something to look into well the album's good everybody should go get it and uh it's it weaves a lot of different influences like elton john is on it apparently i don't know where but apparently he both sings and plays piano on it and somebody had mentioned that one of the strengths of the album is like even when people are sort of guesting on it it's not like i mean some of the places are like oh well here's jay-z's part or whatever but a lot of it is just kind of woven in you don't really pay attention to who it is it's just sort of part of the song you know yeah but yeah it's well, good. did you watch the full Runaway video? I haven't. I've watched part of it. I'm not done with it yet. But yeah, he's got a 35 minute. He went R. Kelly on us with. Uh, didn't R. Kelly do some <laughs> kind of crazy 35 minute video in the closet <laughs> or whatever? He trapped in the closet. Yeah, trapped in the closet. It's sort of like that. It's like this 35 minute music video with the songs from the album, and it's kind of cool. Actually, Hype Williams directed it. You can see it on YouTube. Um, and apparently, Groove said it comes with the uh, special edition CD. Yeah, but. yeah, I haven't watched it yet because I, I mean, it's just a long week. I'm not gonna have um, time to watch it till this weekend or whatever. But the, yeah. um, I don't know. I'm hyped to see it. Yeah, it's it's worth watching. I was referencing the uh, trapped in the closet on Twitter just about two days ago. I've not seen that, but I've heard so many stories of it. What? You've never seen it? No, I haven't seen it. I've avoided what? it somehow all this time. No, there's no sense in avoiding it. I've it's never glorious. been an R. Kelly fan, so even before he was part peeing on people, I didn't best. really like him. Part one's better than part two. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, I'm going to watch that tonight. I'll have to it's check so, that out. So good. All right. Uh, so we ready right. to move on? Yeah, let's move right on. All right, so we got you ready to go into the questions? Sure. Well, we've already been talking about what we've been listening to, but I got something else I've been listening to, which is that new Oatmeal Conspiracy album. Bro, you gotta wait. You gotta hold off. We're gonna devote a whole show to that. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm just saying it's coming. It's on its way. I just wanted to hype up their new album is called uh, "I Just Have Did," and we're gonna do a show sort of all about the new album from the Oatmeal Conspiracy. Those of you who don't know, the Oatmeal Conspiracy does our intro and outro songs. They're big friends of the show. Mitchell, the lead singer and saxophone player, appears on our show from time to time as a guest. But right now, they're giving away their last album, uh, part of the package, on their uh, website, theoatmealconspiracy.com. You can download it for free for the month of, uh, until Christmas. Get so on it. If you don't have anything from them yet and you want to check it out, go to theoatmealconspiracy.com and download part of the package. My cat is on the cover. You'll see him right there. <laughs> My bitch ass cat. And, uh, yeah, go get it. And I just uh, I just had the pleasure of designing the album cover for the new album, which just got approved. Just so. had the pleasure of telling everybody that you designed it. I just it was a pleasure to bring my talents to South Beach. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what I've been listening to. Um, well, I haven't downloaded that album yet because I've been away from uh, being able to do stuff like that on my computer. You know, I've been not around my computer, so. Yeah. I'm planning on downloading it before we do the episode about that, which will be in about another two weeks. Yeah, about two weeks. Oh, and Miss uh, uh, Mitch said to go ahead and send you the album since you said you wanted to listen to it on the last show. He said go ahead and hook you up with it. So yeah. On on the website, is it just the track, or is it um, 
that you can download for free? No, you can get the whole album. If you go to the, their website, there's a big banner, and it says click here to get your copy today. Um, and I think you can just click that, and it'll go to a download section for just to get part of the, part of the package is the whole their whole CD. So. But they also have some other tracks for free. They've been putting a lot of free content on their site. The um, well, okay. So, Miss, what have you been listening to? Um. Well, now that Thanksgiving is over, um, all the Christmas stations are coming out. So, I've been listening to a lot of Christmas music. Mm. Pandora's got a whole like ton of stations. So, yeah, they've been listening to a lot of Christmas music at work too. It's that time. Oh, speaking of Christmas music, they have the Oatmeal Conspiracy has a cover of Christmas Time is Here by Charlie Brown yeah, on their is. site for free right now. So go get that. That's right up their alley. Yeah, for sure. Not only is it like a song that their kids can listen to, but it's a song that's got like, you know. Yeah, it's jazzy. Jazzy. Funniest yeah. version of that song I ever heard was Scott Wilding from Stone Temple Pilots did a cover of that song. Huh. And it was almost like a Saturday Night Live skit of let you know someone doing an impersonation of Scott Weiland singing a ridiculous Christmas song. Yeah. That's how like ridiculous it is. But I don't, I, I don't think I have it anymore. I had it on an old hard drive. All right. Um. What? Uh, so you got you don't have anything else to groove on the music? No. And I'm this you've been listen. listening to Christmas music nonstop. No, I have not. No, I'm talking to Miss. Oh, yeah. Pretty so. much. When I get my iPod back for my son. Yeah. Well, sweet. There. We got that covered. You kind of sound an auto-tune tonight, Miss. Do I? A little bit. You can, it, Both of you are going in and out of it. I don't know what our connection's doing. Um <laughs> What's the height, Groove? Groove? Uh, uh, I don't know. Fuck it. The hype is the holidays, man. Had a good Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, we went and saw the uh, UT Volunteers defeat the University of Kentucky Wildcats for the 26th year in a row. Nice. And um, it had been about two years since I've been in the stadium. Yeah. And I went with my nephew, who... Again, sorry, but I mean the whole family went right. But my nephew's got—he's bowed up around. He's got to prove a lot of things, you know. He can't act impressed. He's got that. Hey, hold on, Grieve. You're you're sounding rough. Rough. Yeah. Am I, am I good now? No, the connection's really bad. Oh. I got to unpause it. There we go. Now we're recording again. All right. So you went to see the Tennessee Volunteers. Yeah, and he's got this same bullshit thing that you do, whereas, like, if somebody pulls up next to you at a red light in a solid gold car, you gotta say, oh, that's cool, if that's what you're into. Yeah. Uh, Not, never be impressed. That's my life motto. I learned that from P-Dog. Don't ever, don't ever let them think you're impressed. You know, and that's fine. That's cool. But sometimes, sometimes you gotta allow to be impressed. No, never. Yeah, whatever. So we go into the stadium, and we've got these legit seats and um the stadium is a bit of a spectacle because i mean it's huge i mean it's huger than pro stadiums you know i mean we we can fit a hundred over a hundred thousand people in there there was like a hundred and 
1,000 people and change. And uh, he sits down, and he looks at me, and he just has that look on his face like, fucking A. This is pretty impressive. It's, an, it's a spectacle. And he had been in there before. But we, you forget how awesome it is until you get in there. Yeah. Um, so we did that, played a lot of NBA Jam. I mean, just holidays in general. It's the hype. Yeah, was, uh, Thanksgiving was good for me, too. I got to watch a lot of football with my dad. And actually, yeah. uh, I watched the South – I don't watch much college football, as everyone knows, and I watched some this weekend. I actually watched the uh, the my South Carolina Gamecocks play the uh, Clemson Tigers, which is a yeah. bitter rivalry. Bitter. Mostly bitter because the Clemson fans are so insufferable. Yeah. And they usually beat us, and they're never, they're never uh, honorable winners. They've always got a crow about it and rub it on our faces. We stomped them last year and just absolutely eviscerated them this year. <laughs> just crushed them. And then I had to see on Facebook that all all my friends that go to Clemson, not all of them, but a lot of them were like, oh, you South Carolina fans need to start being classy and not try to say all this stuff you've been saying about us. I'm like, get out of here. I wish we'd have scored 300 points on you. <laughs> I, wish that the, I wish the president of Clemson would have come down to the field and fired your head coach in the fourth quarter. That's how bad I wish it was. <laughs> But you know what the greatest part of the game was? What? Oh, oh, I know. Yeah, the uh, you know the coaches, <laughs> the old ball coach, Steve Spurrier himself that we've talked about him before. You know, greatest greatest interviewee ever. Which I always want. I, I think I tweeted this the other day. I wonder why during the games, like any sporting game, and it seemed like this only started like maybe five or ten years ago. They have to interview the coach in between quarters or something? Yeah. Which sort of seems like, like why are you doing that? Because they all say the same thing. Yeah, they're not going to tell you anything new. They're just like, oh, we got to play better, or we're playing all right. See you later. They don't want to do it. They obviously don't want to do it, and they don't tell you anything. So why yeah. do it? But, you know, old Spurrier, he just, I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you're winning by 40 points or whatever. I don't know. I don't know if we'll win another game. I don't know if I want to coach anymore. I just I don't know. Johnson City. Never happy with anything. Yeah. Johnson City. Is he from Johnson City? Yeah, that's where he's from. I didn't know that. Yeah, Johnson City, Tennessee. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just don't know. I don't know. What's your height? My height. Yeah. Um. Really? The NBA. The NBA. Yeah, I got oh, the I got the I got the deal on that NBA league pass for my phone, so I've been watching a lot of games and making you jealous with it. Not my intent, but I know really I've been making you jealous. Really jealous. I uh, the NFL has been so weird this year that I haven't really enjoyed the game, so I've gotten a lot more into the uh, to the basketball. Poor Colts. Yeah, it's been rough. Sending out the B team. Rough, rough year. Yeah, well, C team at this point. Yeah, they're running out of people. They were honestly talking about how they're running out of people to put on the field. Yeah, there's just not enough players left. Just everybody's hurt, but I don't want to talk about that. Hey, Doctor Payton. Yeah, I do too, because he's doing his best. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, look at him. He's his skills are falling." I'm okay, like, he's doing so it. He's, was, he's doing everything but catch the ball himself. I, I watched that Sunday night game against the Chargers. Yeah. And I, it really got to me, and I didn't even want to text you because I couldn't even begin to imagine 
just how upset you were. But when they were talking about him wincing before getting hit, yeah, and they did that extreme close up of his face yeah. after the commercial Enhanced. break. Of, See, Enhanced. this is what we were talking about right here. He is anticipating the sack. I was just like, get the fuck out of here. Maybe he makes that face before he throws. Why do you got to hate on Peyton? Well, of course he's making that face before the sack because he's got no one on the offensive line stopping anyone. He knows he's going to get hit. Ugh. No one else is doing their job. It just made me sick. They had nothing else to talk about. He's the, And I can't – ESPN is just disappointing me so much all the time. I mean, just by the day. And they're just all, oh, well, maybe he's past his prime. No, he's not. He's playing fine. He's not got – he can't throw the ball to himself. It's true. It's true. He's he can't got, do I mean, it. What the fuck? He is not past. That man will play. He, he's the next fiver. He can play as long as he wants. Yeah. I, I, I was an owner. I'd be buying him if I could. I don't care. Yeah, for sure. He oh, uh, And he, he's not going to be sending his pictures of his wiener to anybody. Yeah, and it's bigger than fivers. Yeah. Just saying. Now that I've seen it. Probably is. I heard about it. I tell you what, if he ever falls from grace, he's like, "That's I don't I don't have many heroes left." It's true. You know it's what true. I mean? I got man I, on the earth. I got I got him and Ken Griffey Jr. That's it. And I got him and Jeff Fisher, and that's it. <laughs> Jeff, and Jeff Fisher's pretty much he's on the edge, man. No, he's not. He's on the what edge. Yeah, he's, he's being he's edge? being a Look baby. His mustache. Give me a better mustache. It is a great mustache, but. Awesome, and now it's graying. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I got the NBA League Pass. It's pretty awesome, even though the video quality isn't great. But it's really great to be able to watch any game I want to. And I, the great thing is, you know, you and me both like the fourth quarters a lot. Yeah. And I can flip between fourth quarters of like three or four games. So if one's not going very good, I can just flip over another one. Four quarters of fourth quarters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just. Though they need that NBA, you know, the NFL's got the red red zone thing, yeah, where it just shows you when people are about to score. They yeah. just need the fourth quarter zone for the NBA. That is, that's, that's just it's a mini game. Yeah, it just flips between the fourth quarters of a bunch of games. You know, um, yeah. So that and the other thing I'm hyped on is this Bomani Jones. Oh God! Yeah. This is this this dude who uh, I've heard a lot about him. He's a sportscaster. Up and coming. Rising ESPN star. Rising ESPN star. He's been appearing on uh, First and Ten some, but he's got a radio show that I've been listening to. Uh, they do, they do um, if you got the Stitcher or if you got a Google Listen, you can, his show, actually the podcast updates by the hour in the morning. So right after his first hour of his show is done, it's already a podcast. So it's almost like listening to it live. What? How many hours does he do? He does three more, three hours every morning. And this guy, I went to his website. He's got like a three degrees in economics. Yeah, and he's sitting there talking about sports. Really smart dude. Um, his parents were uh, were professors at. University of North Carolina, I think. He's from Raleigh. Yeah. Lives in Raleigh. His uh, show, the the station his show is on is based out of Toronto, but he actually calls in and records from Raleigh. Um, but I don't agree with all of his opinions. He tends to like try to shock a little bit, but yeah. I like... Well, he's, the, yeah. What? 
He's got to. Yeah, yeah, to keep the show going. But he he's pretty funny with some of his like catchphrases and stuff. And give me one. Uh, he he says that people are playing like booty. <laughs> and the, is, is that a derogatory term or a positive term? What booty? Yeah. Oh, it's bad. You don't want to play like booty. Don't play like booty. He's playing like a, a booty miles. He says he's he's playing like straight booty. Yeah, he's got a couple other little catchphrases like that, but playing like straight booty. Um, yeah, so I've been listening to that. What's your hype, Groove? Do we? You already just said your hype. Yeah. What about you, Miss? You got anything you're hype about? Um, just holidays. I have finally had a day off of work and a weekend off, so. That was exciting, even though I didn't do anything. But well, my Dodgers are making some moves, I saw so that's that. making me happy. Yeah, that's exciting. Is that it? Yeah, my Pirates actually suckered somebody into being their manager again. <laughs> I didn't think it would ever happen. I saw that. Yeah, he's going to regret that. <laughs> They're going to have the bat boy be the manager. The announcement article that they wrote by him was hilarious because it said, all of his friends suggested that he not take this job. <laughs> the worst job in baseball. Uh, what's not the hype, Joey? Uh, I'm busy. I don't have any time to myself right now. Busy at work with a big project. Busy when I get home. I'm always behind on everything. The other thing is the NFL season has just been kind of disappointing this year. And so that's kind of yeah. not the hype. What about you? Uh, it's on to miss. It's freaking weather. It's cold here. I I know you guys aren't you're used to that yeah because you're like from the south or whatever but it is cold here. The like irony third- of saying you're used to cold because you're from the south yeah. to show how bad you are at dealing with the cold. But doesn't it yeah. like snow there? Sometimes not not it's, okay. It's the the exception does, to the rule. Yeah, that doesn't happen here. It's supposed to be hot here. Well, it doesn't even rain there. So, yeah, it's so cold. It's I really mean, like, right now. My hands are frozen. I'm wrapped up in a blanket. Even right now. No, we don't have central heat in my house. I love the cold, and it's been hot all fall here. It's been cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, but it's been hot more than it's been cold. I'm ready for it to get cold and stay cold. No, it sucks. It's like when I go to work in the morning, it's like 35 degrees. There should never be a three starting the temperature here, ever. Not here in the valley. I mean, it's just crap. Yeah. I'm tired of it. It doesn't get above 65, and that's just cold. That's too cold for us. I'm over it. Uh, a lot of people at work been complaining about it being cold, and it has not been cold here. So they're still complaining that it's cold, even when it's not. It's been in the 70s here. Yeah, see, I would, I'd gladly trade you weather right now because well, my we hands are so cold. I have to wear, just to go outside, I have to put on a scarf, hat, gloves. You would probably think that's dramatic, but uh, it's yeah, cold it's, for yes, us. It's dramatic, yeah. Um, Groove, what you got? Uh, I, I'd say that the, this whole WikiLeaks controversy thing going on, I don't even know what that is. I'm not 100% on either side, which really is not the hype for me because I like to be on one side and arguing those that are on the other side. Are people of it. saying that information shouldn't have been leaked? 
uh, people are saying it, they're going so far as to say it's treason. That uh, uh, these guys, you know, this uh, uh, I can't even pronounce his name, but the, this guy that's Julian that's doing it should be arrested. And well, O'Reilly said he should be executed. Um, and on the other hand, you say, well, this is a democratic government doing things in my name. Yep. Let's get to the fucking truth. Let's see. Let's have tra- some transparency here. You know, um, but there is like a caveat of saying that, you know, if you if you expose the names of the people that are helping you in some foreign countries, those people may get killed and they're only they're You know, it's it's not really I don't necessarily think that they should get killed for helping us either, even though sometimes I disagree with what we're doing. Right. Like that, like some of the people that have gotten killed as a result of being outed by WikiLeaks is like uh, have people been killed already? Yeah, man. People that are helping out the U.S. and Afghanistan been fucking straight murdered because of it. Wow. So, well, what do you do? I don't know. I mean, it's just one of these things that's conflicting. And uh, I mean, like whatever. It's how you grow as an individual. You know, you got to challenge your beliefs, challenge your ideas of the truth and you either grow stronger in those ideas or you change, you know? So, um, I I've only been lightly following it today and yesterday because I've been so busy doing some other stuff, but that's not the hype. This is Uh, how much I've been following it. The only thing I know about it is from, uh, there's been a couple of e-cards on the some e-cards.com site about it. Okay. That's all I know. That's where I'm getting my news from right now. I'll tell you this. There was a, um, a spot on BBC today. Yeah. Or maybe, yeah, it was today, where they had a uh, this guy, Bill Keller, who is like an editor at New York Times. Yeah. And this guy, Carney Ross, um, who used to be a British diplomat guy. Um, they had them both on the BBC. And the guy from the New York Times was like, you know, we've run things by the government before we've published them, and we've only published things that they've really kind of allowed us to publish, and we've redacted some things that, you know, that they don't want us to publish. And the fucking British diplomat, who, you know, was a representative of a democratic government, was like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's not journalism, you know? Like, yeah. the, you, you, he totally pwned him, and... um really kind of undermine what he had to say. And it was, um, so, you know, I mean, it's just like, I don't know. It's like, get the truth out, but you're also dealing with foreign policy that sometimes goes way over my head, you know? So it's like, well, how do do I, what do I do? Well, I gotta, I gotta get more educated. So that foreign policy stuff doesn't really go over my head. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't know. I just lately been, that's all I've been looking at when it comes to like free time on the internet. And, uh, Hmm. Getting, I don't know, just getting more interested in foreign policy. That's all. And more often than not, it's what's not the hype. What your representatives do. So. Well, uh, my hype's still out. Is two movies coming up? Uh oh. One of them is a, a remake of True Grit. Which I is knew a, it. The famous movie with a, uh, you know, it was one of uh, John Wayne's biggest roles. Yeah, um, which I, I I like a lot of John Wayne movies. My dad's a big John Wayne fan, and like I think The Searchers is a phenomenal movie. Um, I I don't think I've actually seen True Grit, but I'd like to see the original 
because I know that he gives a really good performance in it. But I'm really excited about the new one because it's directed by Joel and Ethan Cohen. And uh, what's his name? They, they're star studded. The dude is the main, you know the main guy. The dude with the is the John Wayne role. Yeah, so um, I'm excited about that. I've been talking to Kevin about it. Our uh, our web dude, Kevin. He's real excited. Josh, Josh Brolin and uh, Matt Damon are in it too. Yeah. It, it, Josh Groban? I mean, Did you say Josh Groban? Josh Brolin. Oh, uh, it's a shame Josh Groban isn't in it for a musical <laughs> interlude in the middle. I'm trying to shake it yeah. up. The other uh, movie that my hype's still out on is the Neutron movie. Yeah. I'm really excited about that for nostalgic reasons because Tron came out when I was in kindergarten. And it really like was ahead of its time. It really pushed things with special effects, almost to the point where it was kind of a flop, um, just because people did not get it. But looking yes. back on it, it's one of those movies that like P Dog and I really like a lot, just because of the whole computer references and the music in it and all that. The new, the new, uh, it's a sequel. The new movie that's coming out, it's going to be in 3D, which I'm actually kind of excited that it's in 3D for this movie because I think it'll work with it. Um, but the one of the more exciting things is that Daft Punk is doing the soundtrack to it, which is a perfect fit. When they were saying well, they were trying to get somebody to do the soundtrack, I was hoping that Crystal Method would do it, but I think that Daft Punk is even better for this. I agree with you on that. Yeah, well, I think Crystal Method could have done a good job at it, but um, I think that... I never saw the first one, and as a matter of fact, I can't get it on Netflix. Why it's not? not a- they don't have the... Not- you can't get it on disc? No! Wow. For it to get it up in the queue because I was like, well, I got to prep myself. They don't I have it available at all? No. Like, I, I'm going to double check right now, but last time I tried to put it in the queue, they just didn't have it. Oh, well, I, I got it from Netflix maybe two years ago and what? watched it again. But um, that, So I know that there, it's not like it's out of print or anything. Maybe they're just people are just renting it right now and you can't get it or something. I don't know. All right. Just search for Tron. Oh, it looks like it's in my queue. Uh, move to number one. Yeah. You might oh, not no, like it's it. It's in the saved section of my queue. Yeah, it's not available. Not available. Thank you. Weird. They, they, they're probably coming out with a new edition of it or something because of the movie coming out. But I, I think it's worth seeing. Uh, you might not like it. It's not the greatest story in the world, but like it just... You may have had to have been there, I guess, but I think well, it's still. I think watch it's a, a sequel. I should at least watch the first one. Yeah, I think it still holds up. I mean, obviously, some of the effects are going to seem kind of hokey, but a lot of it still looks really cool. I mean, the light effects and stuff, and of course, the light cycles are these iconic things that you know you've seen in video games and other places. So. I don't know when I put when I click save and it brings up the recommendations. More like this movie. It brought up Willow. For me, it brought up Hook and Iron Man. Yeah, I have uh, yeah, Hook, I Willow, iRobot. Oh, God. Um, and Back to the Futures. Um, so it's a comedy? Willow, it's, it's, comedy? It's, no, it's none of those. <laughs> it really is kind of out on its own. I mean, honestly, it truly is like it was this sort of anomaly. Like Disney produced it. Is very heavily, you know, a lot of special effects, a lot of money put into it. Um, some early computer graphics, which actually work in the story because it's all set inside this computer uh, world. But it, it, if nothing else, you should watch it to see how it influenced a lot of other science fiction and a lot of other video games and everything. You know, 
I mean, yeah. like it, it changed video games forever because there was just tons of you could still see video games borrowing things from it, um, ideas and stuff. So, well, did you hear about who's gonna just before we? Uh, I'll go ahead with my hype still out. Yeah, James Franco and Anne Hathaway are going to host the uh, Oscars. Huh? <laughs> yep. James Franco and Anne Hathaway are going to host the Oscars in February. I I'm I like James Franco, all right. Anne Hathaway uh, makes me break out in hives. But you know she showed her tatas in the latest movie. Yeah, I, I don't care. You don't care. She does nothing for. I thought it was Jake Gyllenhaal. It's not. Oh no, Jake Gyllenhaal's the one she has the new movie out with. Yeah. Yeah. Love and other drugs or whatever. You you like uh you like her, Miss. Um, in small doses, I, I liked, um, The Devil Wears Prada, but I didn't like her in Alice in Wonderland. She was in, oh yeah, she was in Alice in Wonderland. She was Did the you, White Queen. Yeah. Did you see Rachel getting married? Yeah, I saw that. I didn't like that movie. It was like, I don't know, it was like she was trying really hard in that movie. Yeah. I, I don't. I think it was the role. I don't hate her. She just, I have no interest in anything she does. And I hate her. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't I don't really have any reason to hate her. She's just kind of boring to me. She was on Saturday Night Live the other week, and it was boring. Yeah. Extra boring sauce. Yeah. Huh, well, that's my hype still out. Love the Oscars. Don't know about that. I like James Franco. Went to see 127 hours over the over the Thanksgiving. Oh, how was that? Intense. Yeah, I gotta go see it. Yeah, I mean it was just intense. That's all I can say about it. What so. you uh, you got any hype still out, Miss? Um, I had one and I just forgot what it was. No, I guess not. Oh, yeah, now I remember. Um, they're re-releasing, well, not really re-releasing, but coming out with a new Donkey Kong. Oh, yeah, Donkey Kong Country, the new new version. Hank used to play me some Donkey Kong back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I downloaded the, the, um, the app. That plays all the old games. Yeah, yeah, I have that so too. I've been playing it again on my phone lately, but what, I'm do just you not play sure. the original Donkey Kong? Or are you playing Donkey Kong Country? Um, Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, but only because I have the the Super Nintendo um thing on the emulator there. I thing. Yeah, I have that. the Nintendo emulator thing. Uh, I haven't gotten the Super Nintendo one yet, but yeah, Donkey Kong Country that was a pretty fun game, and the new one is apparently pretty fun too for the Wii. See, you got to get that. Get, get that I think I'm gonna get. I, I got real excited about it, and my son was like, "Well, what is this?" You know. Yeah. Because he likes to play, you know, the world, whatever your video games you boys like to play. Yeah, World of Duty. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, this is Donkey Kong. We have to get it, and he's like, "Yeah." He's got to learn some history if he's gonna be a video game player. I know. I've been trying to. I've been trying to get him to play the one on my phone. So. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. That, that, he. I think he dig that. They got that new. They got that. What? Groove. 
I would say he doesn't need to know his history. Why not? Because because all those games suck compared to these games. No, they don't. You know, you don't have any history yourself, so you don't have any appreciation of how they were. You didn't start playing video <laughs> games until like two years ago. Just appreciate the fucking games that I play now, and well, it's good, good enough for me. Thanks a lot. Well, that's Boom. good. You you missed out. No, on a my lot son of good needs stuff. to know that his video game gene comes from me. That's right. Yeah. The reason he loves the video games now so, is because I loved them when I was kid. Video games from the eighties and nineties. What you 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 don't have, you can't talk in this groove. You can't. Well, I'm just bringing truth to the no. light. That's all. Miss, you got to get that. Uh, you need to get that new Super Mario Brothers. You guys got that yet? For the Wii? Yeah, they got new mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers for the Wii. You got to go get that. That's something you and him can play together. It's it's fun. And uh, they got that. Doesn't want to play any games like that. Well, NBA Jam. You need to have, sit down and have a talk with him. I'm gonna just be like, look, no more games where you're blowing people's heads off. Yeah. Well, you Time need to, to go for- back to the old school. Instead of doing his homework every night, you need to force him to play Donkey Kong Country for two hours. <laughs> that would be a much yeah, better be use of torturous. his time. Yeah. All right. Next. Wow. Is that it? That's it, isn't it? I think so. Well, shit. Yeah. Check us out. IOLTOS.com. Uh, we're IOLTOS on Twitter. Um, thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to uh, Zell and thanks to Clave and thanks to Kevin Delion for putting our shows up. And uh, thanks, Miss. And uh, yeah, we out. We're going to be back next Tuesday. So look for us then. Just enjoy another episode of I Only Like Your Own Stuff. We'll see you next time. Have a good night.